Welcome to Let Talk Speech, ladies and gentlemen. This is Angela and Gia Mojeto. And we're sadly on our last episode of this podcast. We've been talking about motor speech disorders, how they present, the differences between them, as well as how to assess for them. Now, this week, we'll be talking all things therapy. Now, therapy and management are going to be used interchangeably in this episode. So let's get into it. Therapy for motor speech disorders. It focuses on improving the communication of the patient or focuses on facilitating communication to allow the patient to achieve the highest level of independence so they are able to participate in the activities of their daily lives. Now, besides therapy itself, Kia, what are some important considerations or just general points that are important for therapy that you could tell us about? An important consideration for therapy are prognostic factors. They focus on the clinical outcomes of the patient that will affect the rehabilitation or therapy in their in the clinical clinic and home environment. These factors can either be positive or negative. They can inhibit or promote a successful recovery period. There are several examples different types of prognostic factors age either you're young or old uh, gender severity of the motor speech disorder support system and communication partners which are essential as they help the patient reintegrate into their everyday life socioeconomic status the patient's attitude and motivation Uh, previous life activities, belief systems, and most importantly, linguistic and cultural factors, as South Africa is a multicultural, multilinguistic country. International classification of functioning disabilities and health, also known as the ICF, is important for planning and considering various aspects of the management plan. The ICF looks at the patient holistically and not just the disorder that they present with it considers dynamic interaction among factors that potentially contribute to an individual's health such as personal factors and environmental factors it also considers the patient's ability to participate in activities and what limits their participation in these various activities. The ICF-centered therapy approach ensures that an individual can communicate their needs, wants, desires, and thoughts in their various environments. Now let's get into therapy. There are two types of therapy approaches restorative and compensatory approach. Now the restorative approach focuses on targeting impairments as well as the the suspected um, underlying cause rather than the symptoms that are shown by the patient. Now the compensatory approach on the other hand focuses on compensating for the deficits that are not amenable um, to retaining. Um, So in the case of a progressive uh, apraxia of speech, for example, compensatory approaches may help uh, maintain speech functioning. There are many types 
of treatment options for apraxia of speech, namely SPT, which is sound production treatment, eight-step continuum, and prompt. Now, Angela will tell you a little bit more about these therapy types. So the first one here mentioned SPT. This is also known as sound production treatment. So this is a management approach that consists of a response-focused hierarchy and it's applied to consonants that the client struggles with. So before this approach can be used, the clinician needs to do a pre-testing. So this is when they're able to identify the the consonants that are misarticulated by the client as well as to identify the appropriate stimuli that is dependent on the client's level of production, whether it be word, phrase, or sentence level. There are many strategies that can be used for this type of therapy, such as modeling, um, repetition of minimally uh, contrastive words, as well as letter cueing. This is when you just give them the actual letter, so it's like graphic. We also have integral stimulation. So integral stimulation refers to the models of watch me or listen to me or say it with me. We also have phonetic placement cueing and repetitive practice of these techniques as well as this therapy type will provide with quite positive um, results. Next up, we have what we call the eight-step continuum. So the Rosenberg eight-step continuum involves simultaneous uh, production of target utterances, modeling, repetition, repeated practice, oral reading, responding to questions, and role play. So this is a compensatory type of therapy that is really effective for improving word, phrase, or sentence production in severely impaired patients. It works uh, from a bottom-up processing approach uh, that eventually uses less and less prompting. It essentially forces the patient to move from repeating target phonemes to independent production of these utterances. And there are many techniques that can be used in this therapy, such as the articulatory kinematic treatment so this focuses on the special aspects of production so this is focusing on how to use those articulators Uh, we also have rate and rhythm control treatments so this involves the manipulation of the rate to improve the speech production as well as aac approaches next up we have Uh, a therapy approach called PROMPT. Now PROMPT actually stands for PROMPT for Restructuring Oral Muscular Phonetic Targets. So this is a technique that makes use of a lot of tactile stimulation where the clinician uses a lot of uh, touching and they touch the patient's uh, articulators to cue or guide manually on moving those articulators to produce target utterances and this therapy technique was originally developed for childhood apraxia of speech and later it was modified for adults with apraxia of speech. Dysarthria can have restorative and compensatory approaches applied simultaneously or individually to maximize therapy. Restorative approaches look at improving their speech intelligibility, prosody, and natural speech, and efficient 
speech sound. The compensatory approaches, on the other hand, look at the improvement of comprehensible speech. This means looking at different strategies of communication that they can employ, as well as the use of augmentative and alternative communication, also known as AAC, and its effectiveness. Treatments include environmental modifications, AAC, as previously mentioned, different communication strategies, as well as speech production subsystems. These include resonance, phonation, articulation, prosody, and various other subsystems. Now, Gia, we can't just leave them with therapy approaches and techniques. Can we get a little tip? Something to help our fellow speech therapists and something that can also help the caregivers of people who present with this arthria. Just because sometimes it can be a little bit difficult to understand or to hear them. It is important to take note of the little tips and tricks for caregivers of those who have dysarthria. Firstly, talk to them in a quiet place. Pay attention when they speak. Watch them while they speak. Let them know that you're struggling to understand. Understand them. Don't pretend that you do. And ask for a petition of words if they sound unintelligible.